First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast Time. Bienvenidos, Dobre Den, and welcome back to your favorite weekly podcast, episode 125 of the Pot of the Everyman, the Two Beers Podcast, Jordan and Drew. Jordan and Drew slanging it on the reel, coming in hot. Drew, how you doing this week? I'm afraid to ask. Uh, I haven't died yet, so <laughs> we will put that in the win column, my friend. Will so. we? But you haven't, uh, what do you call it? You haven't ripped off any of my, my intro goodies like you've done the last two weeks. And, well, sadly, our our uh, our fun sessions may come to an end. But we'll, our, our riff we'll figure sessions? It out. They may. The, the, two, the two beer flight flight sessions? Yep. The, yeah, flight, the, right flip, the flip flights, the riff flights, or the riff rafts, riff rafts, whatever you were calling them. Um, yeah, yeah, we might actually have real, real boxing here. Um, how about that? Uh, I already have one thing to say to that. Officially turned around, guys. We are back, baby. We are fucking back. We are back. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> we are back. That's we right. are back. We are getting Doug back. And- we're back, baby. Classic. Let's let's uh let's crack the niceties and then uh let's talk about these two uh two big fight I mean oh I yeah we can talk about the two big fights announced and then you can talk about how you got bamboozled over the weekend. Oh I, I want my okay yeah. <laughs> Assume positions for the world famous two brew salute and a three and a two and a let's get it on. Yep. Uh the sky and the mountains are blue. I'm sticking it Light and easy on this seventy-five degree, seventy-five degree day here in March first. Uh, Coors Light, baby. What are you drinking? Uh, I am still getting over my cold, so I am conservatively drinking a nice hot cup of uh, of green tea. Not the not the drug uh, drug induced one that Teddy Teddy. Uh, I was gonna has. say you need the Greek Mountain tea. Yeah, Teddy. I don't. I don't. I don't have that. So, but uh, figured. Figured. Just play. Feeling. Feeling better. I'm on the upswing. But I figured. Let's. Let's just be safe here. Um. I would say you need to go down for the count until after April fifteenth, and then just come out. Come out of your hole. That's probably what I should do. <laughs> just fa- fake a coma. Can you do that? Uh. I mean, they can. They can induce you into a coma. I can imagine you can fake it. <laughs> right. Yes. So, sorry, boss. I've. I've been in a coma. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Any noodles? Exactly. Um. <laughs> so what? What were? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Boxing. We're back. Yeah. We are back. Um. F- let me just say very quickly: Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. God, what a waste! Uh, I will not be spending any more money on the Paul brothers fights. That was just not good. Um, just like here, so styles make fight, right? Styles make fights. They just, they both wanted to get to the inside and they just kept clashing and neither of them were good enough to like adjust in like the distance. 
like how to get like neither of them were good enough to know like how to actually get to the inside or to adjust like to a mid-range distance and it, it was just bad it was just so bad uh the like just the lead up they they just did it this and they did a good job selling the fight like to the point where like some of these interviews and like the press conference i was like i kind of want to see this now i want to see if one of these other two guys knocks the other out and like yes just starts like doing the worm over top of their unconscious body yeah that, uh, that's that's what i was hoping for yeah exactly and so i i almost bought it too and then i was just like uh i feel like if it's dog shit i don't want both of the two brew crew to get uh <laughs> to get to get uh we call it bent over the barrel and shown the fifty states. So yeah. I'll just I'll I'll let J.O. give me give me the fill in. Um Yep, yep, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> I certainly didn't miss anything on the undercard. No. That, that is true. Uh, outside of uh Bodu Jack winning the Yeah, uh, that that was a good that was that was a decent fight, but it was uh again not not worth the price of admission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But let's get to the uh, big boxing news. Yeah, the announcements. It's as it's as official as it's ever going to get. I swear <laughs> to God. If it, tickets are apparently going on sale next week, Showtime's announced it. The fighters have announced it. Promoters have announced it. Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia. April 22nd, so one week later than was originally planned, Vegas, someone's O, has got to go, J.O. Oh, it is Vegas? Oh, it, oh that's Vegas, yeah. That's going to oh, okay. be Vegas. Yep, 100%. So we finally get the long-awaited two years in the making now, Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis, baby. No belts. And- it's at a the weirdest catch weight I've ever seen at 136 pounds. I I don't under, quite understand that, but um, you you said we were never gonna get it, especially not in 2023. That's what you said. I did not think we would see that fight in 2023. And you still might be right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the timing there's, fell there's off. There's no actual an, a venue announced yet, right? No. But it seems like tickets are going to go. Be the tickets tickets will go on sale next week. Um, per I think I think Gervonta tweeted something out about it. So like I said, I think it's it's as official as official as it's going to be. Um, I, I I just did, I I didn't think it would happen in 2023. Just given some of the stuff that I didn't I didn't think Showtime was going to budge on the pay per view stuff, which was ludicrous. Uh, they eventually did, and. I was incredibly concerned over Tank's um, Tank's February twelfth. I think it was February twelfth. The hearing he had, um, his sentencing is going to take place uh, in May now. So I think that was a big factor that led to this thing getting done. So those two things had me worried. But hell, man, fights made. Uh, a couple things over under six hundred and fifty thousand pay per view buys. Six hundred fifty thousand over under, and so we'll probably have to average out between whatever uh, when it actually when when Dan Raphael announces three million, and then when Rick Glazer announces two hundred and fifty thousand, yeah. we'll have to average them out to see what it actually is. But um, what do you what early over under six hundred and fifty thousand six hundred and fifty thousand pay per views? Um, that's a good number. I, that's why I, that's why I picked it. I am going to say under 
Okay. And I think this one, I, I, I hate the whole, like, piracy angle. Like, I feel like, eh, you know what, the hardcore, like, people are going to buy it. But just with these two guys and with their specific fan bases, I think there is going to be a lot of pirating. Um, so you think there'll be, so you think there'll be more, pir- more, even though these guys have specific fan bases, you think there'll be more pirating than loyal fans buying the pay-per-view? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd really? say... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'm gonna go five hundred thousand. I'm gonna go four fifty to five hundred. I'm gonna go over, and okay. now th- this is also me being very naive because I, I don't watch, I don't think I've ever watched a free stream. Maybe I did it for like a like a random AEW event just for like five minutes, and but just like our our buddy Teddy, friend of the pod, uh, not to call him out, but he. He he found a, a stream for Fury Paul over the weekend, and I felt like he texted us like 800 times that his feed went out, and he had to find a new one. I don't know. For like a fight like this, if you're having like a fight party and watching a bunch of people, I don't really want my, my live stream feed going out during the main event. So I, I'm going to be optimistic to say that it's not as easy just to get a stream that's going to be great to enjoy a fight like yeah. This. I was gonna say it also depends on what they stack together for the undercard. Yeah, like I, I, I hope Boots is on it. Um, I don't Ooh, think it's yeah. You know, maybe maybe it's too early because he went twelve in um. They fought, fought in Jan- yeah January on uh, tax card. I I you know since we still haven't gotten uh, you know the the kings of the circle and around the block and side of the streets uh, welterweight fight announced yet. Um, I'd like to see Boots have a date. I you know. I, I I don't know. I'm not overly optimistic he'll be on the card, but like that, if he's on there fighting a decent guy for, you know, the interim IBF or whatever it is that he's next in line for, that would be pretty cool. Uh, I mean, you know, Golden, Golden Boy. It's gonna be. I I imagine it'd be similar to uh, Fury Wilder. Well, they'll, where they'll match up. They'll try to match up some Golden Boy and um, and Showtime Showtime guys. To feature, I he it's too bad he's already fighting. But like Gary Antoine Russell, no, is it is that it? Is he the welterweight, the other brother? Is it Gary Antoine Russell uh, or Antoine Russell? I, I always I always mess up these guys' names. I'm such yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just a terrible podcast host. But if you're looking for accurate information, then uh, this isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> but Russell's Russell's younger brother at 140. I like I I'd like if he if he was on that undercard that'd be pretty cool but I think he's fighting I think he's already scheduled to fight before in March so uh we won't see him but yeah I think the undercard but yeah I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say over so we'll see I like how it. I hope we'll, it does I hope it does a million buys I do too I I, I hope it do, I hope it does um other way too early prediction does the winner win by knockout Yeah I think so. I tend to agree. Um, um, are we, are we gonna, let, let's do a quick mini breakdown. Let's I wasn't even going to do breakdown. I was just going to do quick predictions. Um, but we can, uh, yeah, do No, you, you, one minute or less. All right. Okay. So I'm going to time you. You give me your mini prediction starting now. I think that it's going to be a super slow fight kind of boring with moments of explosions um i i want i really 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 want to pick garcia an upset and i i think it is plausible way more plausible than i think people will give him a chance 
But uh, I was listening to Algeri and Canobio, and Algeri said something that made sense. He, this is a giant step up for Garcia, like way bigger opponent than he's ever had. Uh, so that's that's something to be said. But this fight mainly happened because he wanted it. Like he really, really wanted it. Yep. And it's pretty much – he's hungry. And with his kind of speed and power and, and hunger, not to mention his size and length differential, I'm giving him a chance. I, got, I, and, and I'm rooting for him. You got 10 seconds. I got actually like four seconds. But I'll say tank late. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go in three, two, and one. Uh, 100% agree. With everything you said, I think Garcia. This is huge. It's a huge step up for Garcia, though. I, I don't minimize Luke Campbell at all. I think Luke Campbell is a very good fighter and would be right up there with most of the guys that Davis has fought. Um, for Davis, you know, this is really the first guy he's fighting since Jose Jose Pedraza in what was that 2017. That a guy that's in his you know in like a reasonable age range. Skill wise, like they're in the same. He's not like Garcia's not already. He's not a guy moving up two weight classes. He's not moving down two weight classes. He's there and he has physical tools that can challenge Davis. Like, I, I don't, as much, I love Tank. He's great. Garcia, he hits anyone he hits with that, that left hook to the, to the liver. On you're, the you're, yeah. you're, you're going to be in trouble. Um, Four seconds. Yeah, that said, uh, I'm going to go Tank. I've been saying Tank. I think Garcia, while he's worked on some of his boxing skills, I still think he leaves his chin out there way too much. And like just like Raleigh, he's going to make the mistake, and Tank's going to catch him. And bang, bang, Tank gang. 15 seconds over. Right, well, yeah, you, I, let you, I let you have your extra time. No, I, I timed it. I timed it. I timed um, it. I did. Yeah, so we both so we both we both think that Garcia has a chance, but Tank probably ultimately ends up winning this fight. Late, yeah, late. Yeah, I um, uh, I agree. Um, got it. Uh, the catch weight is so weird. Like, yeah. why I don't I don't get the one thirty six. Like, why not just I like why not one thirty eight? Like, if he's if it's one four, well, I guess it's three. I don't know. It's weird. I, I think we'll get the the answer to that eventually, and I think it's something really stupid, like. Like Garcia, like early on in negotiations, Garcia was probably like, "All right, you got you gotta like meet me, meet me like like I can't do it at one thirty five. You gotta give me a little bit." And Tank probably so a pound. Said, yeah, fine, I'll give you a pound. Something like you that. Know, you yeah. know, screw it. Fine, I'll take the <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no belts on the line, so so it, it's irrelevant for that. But um, yeah, it's just interesting that like they would that it wouldn't just be like half because I mean, I mean, it's the same for Tank. Like, why wouldn't you wanna um? You know, why wouldn't you want to have an extra pound? Extra pound, pound? Yeah. Like have an extra pound and a half too. So I mean, the cuts, you know, the cuts going to be the same either way. I mean, what's an extra pound? I mean, maybe, what do I know? I'm not a boxer, so I don't, I don't know. But like I said, it's not like Garcia hasn't fought. You know, fighting at 140. I mean, he's been at 135 basically um, for the last couple of years. So it's not. I don't. I don't think it's going to be that grueling of a of a cut or impact his power any any way, shape, or form. So it's gonna be fun. I'm uh I'm looking forward to it. Uh, maybe. Well, I don't know. See, that's the problem. I wish they would announce. I wish we knew where Loma Haney was gonna be because if that's going to Saudi, I would highly consider going to getting tickets to that and making my my Vegas trip for that fight. But 
if tickets go on sale next week, then they're going to be through the roof on the resale market, I imagine. How are they going to sell tickets if they don't have a venue yet? <clears throat> well, I think that's all going to be announced next week for oh, Tank okay. for Tank Garcia. Okay. Yeah, so I, but I'm saying, like, if we still don't know the location for Loma, Loma Haney. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, so what's what's the what's the other uh, announcement? Uh, May twenty third from Tokyo, Japan. Naoe Inoue, Stephen Fulton for Fulton. Set your alarms. I believe he is the WBO and the WBC. Uh, 122 champion. I think that's what he has. I know he's definitely WBC. Um, uh, this is awesome. I've been, I've been, I've been salivating over this fight for about a year, oh, a little over a year. The possibility of this fight happening, uh, in a way, is a pound for just you know pound for pound monster. He's been on the, he's been in top top five on the list probably for four years now. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overstating that, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate um and i mean you know you know i'm a cool boy steph guy philly you know philly through and through love this i know i'm a lot more high i'm a lot higher on fulton than you are uh it's just gonna be awesome you know it's hard to get excited about some of these like really low weight class fights but these guys are these guys are all about that action a huge Huge step up for Inouye. He had his first fight at 122. He's going right in there with probably the, with the, in my opinion, the best guy in the weight class. And uh, you know, and again, kudos to Fulton too. They the plan they wanted him to move up to 126 to fight Figueroa, who he already beat at 122. Um, and he was like, Nah, man. If Inouye wants it, let's get it. And uh, he's going to Japan, where I mean, which makes sense because that's where more there's more money in it for both guys over in Japan. Um, Hell, I I uh, I imagine I'm gonna be like how you didn't watch Young Shelton. I say I'm pro- I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like Sheldon in the Young Sheldon series where he he throws a party at 5:30 in the morning for the mm-hmm. uh, for the Nobel Prize announcement and nobody shows up and he's sitting there with uh, 12 boxes of Cheerios and six gallons of milk and no for nobody. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be me for the I'm gonna invite everybody to the to my fight party. I'm gonna have like 10 sake bombs lined up and nobody's gonna be around. Just get get like catered breakfast. That that would actually be. Friggin' sick to get a catered breakfast. For breakfast for this match. fight, yeah. That, ten sake bombs, awesome. ten, ten sake bombs, ten Philly cheesesteak uh, egg sa- egg breakfast sandwiches, just for both to have both parties represented. And uh, right, maybe I'll, maybe I'll invite Kenobi and Algeria see if they want to come. That'd be funny. Oh, that'd be <laughs> sick. Actually, invite Big Ant down. Um, the whole John Boy team. Yeah, um, I know. I I don't have any. My initial, my my, I don't my initial. I mean, the view. It, I don't. This isn't gonna ratings wise. It probably won't do great in the U.S. because it's at five thirty in the morning. Um, this is truly a diehard fight that people will watch. I um, take off that day. Yeah, I might. Yeah, I might need to. Too. Um, my initial gut feeling is Fulton beats him. Uh, I, my- it is. It is just a huge. That is a. I mean. To, for his first fight at that weight class to be fighting Fulton is just a huge, huge order for Inouye. Not that he's not up for it, um, but I mean to not even get a feel a feel out fight for the new weight. Ah, I don't know. I um, I think Inouye gives us a show 
and he and he puts Fulton down late. I this is this is where boxing Twitter. I wish I should just delete Twitter. Tenth, eleventh, um, or twelfth. I think he puts yeah. him down. Yeah, I, if if, if, if Twitter, I, if, I, I I think uh, what I I keep waiting for one of these boxers to step up and give us just absolute greatness. Now Fury kind of did that with Wilder, right? It like he just the way he put him down multiple times in multiple fights. Yeah. Um, but Fury, I mean he he hasn't other than the Wilder fights, like he hasn't really like been in the in the cauldron, right? Like yeah. in the responded and. What think of the what like generational? Fighters. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean Usyk. Usyk, you'd probably have to say is pretty damn close to that. Um, Usyk is is one or two. And like Canelo. if Usyk beats, Fury, he's a heavy. He's if, one heavyweight away if from Usyk, it. If Usyk were to beat Fury, and then also beat like a Wilder or something else, like there'd be nobody else for him to beat, right? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. I also I don't yeah, I don't think he'd have to beat both of them. I think if he beats Fury. That just cements him completely for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, I know what you mean though. I know what you mean. Like, Canelo, the, maybe. Canelo, I, maybe. The, the way Canelo won those four belts in 11 months was something. But like, who? But there was no like, who did he beat that was like a defining yeah. moment? Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Like the triple triple like G, the, the, which, fir the first triple G fights, which were disputed. Yeah, it's fair. I I don't know. I just kind of feel like, in a way, he's a guy that can do it for us. He could step up and and there's a couple guys on the on the pound for pound list that can, and in a way, is one of them. And yeah. if if he does, if he steps up and and delivers a, a, a no doubt KO like in the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, that would be just a historic moment. Yeah, here's here's where like if Twitter was my only outlet for any type of news in the world. Um, I would just delete it because, like, here's a fight where I, as much as I love Fulton, I would almost rather see Inouye win just because of all these idiots who, like, think that Inouye's a hype job and he hasn't fought anybody and he's overrated. Like, I, I just want that narrative put to bed because it's just, it's just ludicrous. And, like, if he beats Fulton, like, there's no, like, those, like, those people just have to shut up and can't, like, even talk anymore. Yep. I'm sure, I'm sure they will and they'll make a million excuses, but, uh, like it's just to to think in a way to just to 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 diminish the guys he's beaten at that weight class, um, yeah, it's just hilarious to me. So it would be great. But man, I am I am super jacked for yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, for that fight. Um, small, not still very official, even though there's a date, there's a city, and it's been ordered, um, by a sanctioned body, June 10th in New York. We're likely to see Josh Taylor versus Tiafima Lopez, um, which I will attend if it is in New York. Uh, I we got that, that's I would say that's unfortunate to me. Like Catterall deserved that run back, and it just it just never came to be. That's, that's agreed. Annoying, very annoying. I, I agree. That being said, yeah, I think we see this fight differently, right? A hundred percent. I think this is terrible. I think it is a terrible fight for Josh Taylor. Mainly because he's almost going to be out of the ring for two years. He's had two injuries in that time period. And his last fight, he was awful. Like, he was awful against Catterall. God awful. Like, I, 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 don't, think, I don't think Catterall was robbed. But certainly, certainly there's a case to say Josh Taylor lost that fight. 100%. 
And I think to go in there against Lopez with all those facts, I just I just think Lopez now is gonna. This is now gonna be the second big guy, really big guy he fights, where he's gonna get them at the right time. Like not obviously, I'm biased towards Loma. Obviously, I think that was just perfect timing of the COVID bubble. You know, Loma being off all that time. The, the regard whether the shoulder the shoulder injury thing just perfect an empty arena just the perfect storm of things to go Lopez's way. I think this 100% plays into his favor again in this Taylor fight. I don't know why they're doing it in New York either. Like, if I'm Taylor, I'm like, yeah, you're coming to the UK. We're not doing it. I, I, even even it being sanctioned there, they're both top-ranked guys to figure that out. I I don't know. I don't, you're, you're high, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just jaded on Josh Taylor now, or I just feel like, again, because I sacrificed all things holy in my sports, my sports world for the Phillies to come in second place, that I'm going to see everyone that I dislike go on a streak here, <laughs> including Lopez. I, I just think it's a terrible fight for Lopez. It's just terrible timing for Josh Taylor to fight Lopez. I would have rather seen him fight Catterall and I then think, fight Tio. I think it's, I think it's good timing because Tio. I think Tio. Uh, everything you you said is it, it, how Taylor has no yeah. momentum is is accurate. I know very, what you're going to say. Very accurate, but Tio's been struggling. Yeah, Which, and Taylor's bigger. Like Taylor's been toying with going to 147. And so, for you know, it, for him to come down the, uh, you know, to stick at one thirty-five and and Tio's one forty. Oh, sorry, yeah, one forty. But Tio, uh, Tio's uh, has ha, his power hasn't translated up to one forty yet. Like nothing has translated to one forty yet for Tio. Yeah, um, I so I, like, I just I and because of that though, I think Taylor takes him lightly, just like he took Catterall lightly. Oh no, he won't take Tio lightly. No way. I mean, we say that, but I, I, I don't just, know, man. I think I think. I think once they get in the ring, I think t- you're going to see Taylor, e- or e- even in like a face-off, I think you're going to see that Taylor's noticeably bigger than T.O. And maybe yeah. not. May- maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like he's 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 going to be a different animal than the guys T.O.'s used to fighting is the way I see it. And I, th- I, think, he, this, I think he uses it. I think Taylor kind of bounces back, springboards back off of T.O. is the way I see it. I mean, friggin', friggin' Cambosis came in and, and whooped Tio. I, I mean, I just—that's what I'm saying. Just, I just, think, I of just the, think of the fighter that uh, Josh Taylor is. Now, not not the Josh Taylor who came out flat against Catterall, but like the guy we all know. <laughs> that's why I just again, I just think it's perfect. It's just a perfect storm of timing could, for could for be. him. So, um, but we'll see. Like I said, I'll if it's there. From what I've read, they're just right now. They're just debating whether or not it's going to be. Which again is just hilarious for how Team Lopez like thinks they are bigger than they are. Like they're debating putting it in Hulu or MSG. Like if if T if T because I always think of the one dude, Mister Moonshine or whatever his his thing is. So I generally like, except I just feel he's way too biased on Tio Tio Lopez um, and Boo Boo. But like he to act like Tio's this big draw and sells and all these things. Like if you're telling me that they're putting Josh Taylor and, and Tio in the Hulu theater and not in the big room, I don't even know how you can make that claim. <laughs> like, yeah. how can you make that claim that, that, that this guy's a draw, but you're not putting, you're not putting a fight of that magnitude, which is a big fight in, in MSG. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Serrano Taylor was, has sold out MSG. For God's sakes, 
Yeah. Right? That was the big room. They didn't do that in Hulu, right? I believe you're correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously neither, not one, not, neither one of them is on the level of Taylor Serrano, but that's also women's boxing, which, you know, isn't a huge draw, or hasn't been in the U.S. at least, historically. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but hey, it's fun, fun to... I I'll maybe we'll maybe we'll work our riff sessions in here once the uh once sports get super slow. Um during baseball season. Oh god, baseball season's gonna be so fun this year with all these awesome rule changes. Uh, we're gonna have so much to talk about every week. I can't wait. Um But yeah, it's uh it's gonna be fun. Uh this weekend there's only one one card showtime. We got Brandon Figure the fight that was gonna be Figueroa versus um Fulton for the interim uh, 122 feather 126 featherweight title. Uh, Figueroa is fighting Mark Masayo. Um, Masayo is the guy. You know, Masayo is the guy who beat Gary Russell Jr. with one. Gary Russell Jr. basically fought with one arm, and then he lost to. Um, oh God, who's the guy who just lost to to Shaquille? Uh, oh God, the big tall lanky dude. Not fit. Fondora? No, no, no. Fondora is at. Uh, 154. I forget who he just who he just lost to. Magsayo. Man, no, Magsayo lost. He lost to this right. big, the big goofy guy. He just he just lost to Shaq. Not Shaq. I always want to say Shaq Griffin or whatever because the football player, but he just lost to a dude. Ray, Ray Vargas. Is it Var? Yeah, Ray Vargas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Good call. Big t- big tall dude for that weight class. Yeah. Um, Masayo lost to him. I, mean, I I thought I think I might have had Masayo winning that fight on the cards. Um, not not me. Yeah, so Masayo, uh, yeah, we'll see. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I like Figueroa. Uh, I don't again. This I think this is going to be his first fight at one twenty six, maybe his second. Um, I, I mean, we have no. It's not worth us doing a, an analysis over it. But solid, solid fight for both guys. Two two guys who've uh, been world champions before. So I'll probably I'll probably check it out. Yeah, I'm I'm not as uh, to me Magsayo. That was that was kind of uh flash in the pan i i think he gets yeah beat. i don't disagree i, 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 I think, think figaro i think figaro i think figaro beats him but i I'm, I'm curious to see uh curious to see how figaro uh translates again i'm always that's i always I, i'm always intrigued in uh, the uh, a guy's first fight at a new weight class to see how how things translate yeah, yeah. so all right let's let's move on from from boxing we we've gone on for a while here so yeah man yeah man all right Let's uh let's get through some other other topics of of the sports world this week. Um, remember, do they still do the NBA cares thing? I have no idea. I'm sure they do. Uh, Was... my because my new thing is oh. the, the, the NBA who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah, NBA who cares? Uh, oh man, it's so... it's it's been an interesting interesting week. To say the least, I, I have to say shout out to the Celtics. I was I, I loved my rant from last week. I said the word like a million times because I was just too worked up. But I did forget to throw the Celtics in there on teams who were kind of built from the ground up. And when you talk about teams who play 300, 400, 500 games together. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. uh uh, Jason Tatum, like they they've they're, they've played hundreds of games together now, which that's what I like to see when you're talking about building a team. So um, I'll I'll toss them in there as well with 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 the Bucks and yeah. um, I forget who else I said, but 
Uh, you said the Suns were doing it. Other other than uh, the Sixers, but uh, other other than that, you know, and me just not not caring. What do you do? You want to talk anything about the NBA? No, it's been it's, it, hilarious. This is my shout out to him too. Um, the the big the big topics this week have been uh, this big this big thing about Kendrick Perkins coming out and uh, basically trying to say that Jokic, if we're gonna if we're if if because of the because of all the rants about Russell Westbrook and the stat padding, um, for a number of years, uh, we got to keep that same energy for Jokic, uh, and just just shout out to Perk here for just being, just all class. He then made a comment about uh, he posted. I, I, think, I agreed with him on that. I think he posted something. Oh, well, I I totally disagree, but. Uh, he then, I don't know if he said it or he posted this, but he basically referenced why did, that. Why did you, why did you disagree with him? Um, I, I just like Jokic, the difference between Jokic and, and Russell Westbrook is like Jokic accumulates his stats in like the flow, just in the normal flow of the game and playing within the team and what they do like Westbrook, like scoring, like scoring, whatever, like he scores his points. But you know, the assists he was he was accumulating. They just ran an offense where he just held the ball for like twenty seconds, and then like just everyone just was standing around for the rush show. And you know, JJ Redick made a comment that he you know he had said because this has been a back and forth between Redick and Perkins about these two guys talking about the padding and all these things. And he was like, well, he's like, well, I, I, for the record, I don't think Russ stat padded either. Like they needed him to average a triple double. To win the to get the sixth seed and win like the forty six games or whatever they won, and I just I still don't believe that's true because like Victor Oladipo and and Sabonis were on that team, and like those two guys, then I'm pretty sure the very next season when they were traded for Paul George, they both became all stars. So like those guys basically the, no, they the, they didn't they didn't need to they. Uh... I, I agree that they didn't need to run through Russ. That's just what they did. That was, yeah, like that they was, just it was just like just we're just like gonna run. Yeah, we're, Denver doesn't have to run it through Jokic the way they do. They just he just has an extremely high usage rate. I don't they, actually. They, I don't think that's true though. I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think his usage rate is actually even that high. Like he doesn't. It, he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Like he's not like he's not like LeBron who's got the ball in his hands all the time or Luca. I I think you're wrong on that. Um, okay. I thought his usage rate was like something historic, like sixty percent of the offense or something. I, his like his efficiency is insane. Um, I I just I just think like you know and another thing with Russ besides the offense like just the rush show like the rebounding was ridiculous because like Stephen Adams would be blocking out guys and before he even could go grab the rebound like Russ is leaving his the guy he's guarding and like you know and going to st- basically go steal rebounds from Stephen Adams and steal is probably the bad word but like you know he he would make such poor defensive decisions to leave his man to unnecessarily try to get rebounds like that. He didn't need to do because Steven Adams is in like the perfect other guys are in the position to yeah, get these yeah, rebounds. He stole rebounds a lot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like, 
I, and there and there's times where like it worked it, it it hurt them because he's you know he's leaving his guy and then you know if they don't get the rebound his guy's wide open and like everything breaks down and now maybe may, now listen maybe I'm wrong and that's not what he was trying to do and maybe he just is, is that that you know obtuse to what he needs to do defensively uh, for winning basketball but that's why like I felt like Russ like when I was like this guy like, yeah he's a stat pattern because I'm like. They're just instead of instead of like trying to. Yeah, you're right. Russell Westbrook's uh, usage rate was was way way higher. It was. Um, yeah. It, it floated between thirty one and forty one percent. Forty one percent was the peak. Yeah. Um, and what's Jokic's? Jokic's peaked at thirty one. He's but like between twenty eight and thirty one. So. Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's not like absurd. And like. Yeah, you're right. And it's not. It's just you know. And like they, it, they again, they they because of the skill set of some of the other guys on the team. Like that's just you know, I, I don't know. Like the pat, the 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 assists that Jokic gets on like actually running an offense and just like Russ is like, all right, I'm just gonna split and kick if they come and double me. It, it's just it's just not in the same flow. And like again, they had people act like that the, the Thunder were just a bunch of scrubs, and he car- like like they had guys that could play, but like they didn't really care to do anything. So it was like, ah, well, let's, let's just let let's let it be the rush show because he uh, yeah. he chose to stay here when Durant left. That that's my point on on why I don't agree. And then I even more ridiculous. Um, and again, I didn't listen to his interview. I all I saw was the one post about it that Perkins effectively said like Jokic, Dirk. And Steve Nash all won MVPs and were the top, in the top ten in scoring, and they all have one thing in common, which I assume he's insinuating that they're white. Uh, if that's true, like I, I don't even know how ESPN could keep a guy on the air that says like you imagine if a white guy said that, <laughs> like it's just so ridiculous. He, he said, "Who Steve Nash, Jokic, Nash, and Dirk, and Jokic all won MVPs while not being that in the top ten in scoring in the league." I'm pretty sure he said that's that's what he. So, and again, I, I didn't listen isn't to it. Jokic, like, all-time PER, like, through the roof, though? Like, he's second all-time. Michael Jordan's number one. He's number two, and LeBron's number three. Yeah. So, like, that's why I'm saying, like, I, I didn't I, I didn't read it. Is he so averaging a triple-double this year? Yeah, well, that's why he's saying, like, we need to, like, we need to have the same energy for him like we did Russ. Uh, this is, like, so this is what NBA Central, which I don't know if this is, it's got a blue check, but that doesn't mean anything. When it comes down to guys winning MVP since 1990, it's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Steve Nash, Jokic, and Dirk. What do those guys have in common? Which, and again, I can only insinuate what he's meaning. But, like, that guy's just an idiot. Like, Steve Nash absolutely deserved to win the the first MVP that he got. Absolutely. Like, he was the engine to a 63-win team that was absolute dog shit before he got there. Like absolutely, we we all know my energy for Steve Nash. I, I agree. I agree. I had no issues with the first one. The second one, I get the I get I get it. They lose Stoudemire like at the beginning of the year, and they still rattle off like fifty six wins with Kurt Thomas filling in for Stoudemire. I get it. I, I mean, I to not give Kobe that the MVP that year. I I'm still like you're out of your effing mind. Um, but even that, like Dirk, like. I, like Dirk absolutely deserved the MVP in 2006. Like the team was fucking awesome. He was fucking awesome. Like it, it's just I, I, I don't know. Like that kind of again. If that's like really what he said, and that's the context of it, I'm just like, what, what are we even doing anymore? Like, what's the point of these? Like, can we? Like, this is where we really need to go back to just playing the same Sports Center on loop for eight hours a day, and get rid of these like shows because clearly there's too many shows. If that's like the takes now that we have to have, um. But just yeah, we're crazy. And listen, I, 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 
my whole thing with Jokic is I, I just don't think he's better than Joel. That's it. Like, I think Joel Embiid's a better player. Obviously, and, uh, Jokic is a much more efficient player than Joel. I just think when you're looking at two-way basketball, which that matters, Joel's just better. You know, I, I just... I just think he is, and I think I think that Joel should have been the MVP of the last two seasons. I, I have no problem with Jokic winning it this year. It's just ridiculous that they gave it to him two years when he shouldn't have gotten it, and now he's going to be maybe the first I don't the first guy in like probably thirty forty years, maybe not, maybe thirty years to win the MVP three straight years, which is just kind of insane. So that that's my only deal with Jokic. That's it. Is this is this real that uh, John Morant's been suspended? I don't. I, I have no idea. What are you listening is to? This, is this AI? Somebody said this is AI. I, I can't. Damn, damn you, internet! I don't know if this is real or fake. Now that Adam Silver indefinitely suspended Draw Morant. I'll tell you in a sec. Okay. Trending tweets in basketball. Draw Morant suspended. I really, I really don't know if that's real or not. Because somebody was like, "Oh, look at this AI." Um, suspended. Memphis star. Doug kicked no. him off the tour. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't see anything about him being, um, him being suspended. But obviously, it leaked out. I don't know. I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about it because I have no idea if. Um, if any of that's true, like apparently right. it leaked that like he like punched a teenager like thirteen times or something in the summer. Like his his lawyers already come out and said that it's absolutely ridiculous and not it didn't happen and stuff like that. So until until we actually know what's going on, like I, it is what it is. But John John Morant's definitely not uh, been doing himself any favor any favors PR wise the last like three months. Yeah, I I think that's a fake video going around. Um. Anyway. Uh, are we are we done talking about that ridiculous sport, sport that I hate? Uh, yeah, sure, that's fine. There's really nothing else to uh, talk about. All right, let's get into NHL trades, baby. Um, super. Yeah. Um, basically, I all I want to do is recant my. I, I don't know why I was in my fields for the Maple Leafs a couple weeks ago. I'm 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 taking that back. If anything, I'll, you know, I'll say Boston's still the team to beat, which did, I don't even think they've traded. Have they even traded for anybody? Boston Bruins trades. I've, it's been it's been one after another. Okay. Um, it, uh, with all these trades coming off coming off the board, Chikrin to uh, the Senators, the Penguins get Granlund, the Rangers get Patrick Kane. Um. After they got Tarasenko earlier in the year, uh, gosh, who? There's been so many. Uh, I know I'm I'm missing half of them, but um, I mean, that's. But the thing is, I mean, Boston just they just keep winning. Like they're just not they're not friggin' juggernaut. Yeah. So, um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Edmonton. Oh man, who did they pick up? Uh, did they pick up Ekholm? <laughs> Uh, there's been so many trades. I've I've honestly lost track. Timo Meyer to the Devils. Uh, the Islanders picked up another score that I can't off the top of my head just escapes me. But it, it's been it's been a crazy ass. The deadline's not till Friday, but it seems like every four hours there's another big trade. Um. So the the Metropolitan Division is just a friggin' arms race. 
The Penguins are still going to be left in the dust, but, you know, they're trying to do something. Um, which is not a good something, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's just going to make the, pl the playoffs that much better. Um, and also, Connor McDavid, I just saw he had two more goals tonight. He's over 50. Um, he's only the, the – uh, uh, this is a surprising number, but he's only the fifth player ever to have multiple goals in five straight games. I, I would have okay. thought I would have thought that number would have been higher, but as per my app here, that's that's a thing. Um, five straight multi-goal games, fifth player in NHL history. Uh, I, I mean, the guys just. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Um, he's just unbelievable right now. But they they are they have the the most goals in the league and like the third most goals against. Like it's it's absurd. Um. That that's all I'll say on the, on the NHL on the trades right now. They're 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 just they're just wild, they're, but it's uh it's been fun. Not not as crazy uh, as the NBA deadline where like everybody's best players get traded because they have bad attitudes. It's like, hey, this guy's contract is gonna be up and like so and so like we we need cap space and things like that so we're like we're gonna nibble around the edges and move this guy so we can bring on that guy and salary is gonna be retained and like it's it's much more like normal than what what's in the nba that's fair yeah yeah um but that's that's all i got on the nhl front uh shout out to um tim morell who we had on the nhl preview who said uh, um, um, Big David's gonna be over 150 points, and he's gonna shatter that. <laughs> shatter, straight shatter it. Yeah, so that was a good call. Um, all of our, all of our, all of our guests make good calls and predictions. It's true. It's pretty ridiculous at this point. That's why we bring him on as guests. That's right. We don't, we don't, we don't want them to make us look too stupid week after week. Yeah, you know, it it is funny that like. I don't know. It's just, again, it's the whole point of our podcast. Like, we all sit here and watch all this stuff. You don't need to be, like, behind a desk getting paid millions of dollars to have good opinions. Like, yeah. you're, we've all been watching this stuff for decades at this point. Like, we can we can see it. Like, <laughs> we know what we're talking about a little bit at least. Anyway. And we don't have to – and we can just straight talk about the sport itself and not have to wonder about, like, uh, you know – what does what does LeBron wearing a an orange hoodie have to do with uh, you know, making the sixth seed in the playoffs, yeah, exactly. or whatever weird like stupid takes they have on these shows? Yeah. Um. <coughs> all right. Let's move on to MLB pitch clocks. Let's do it. Can't wait. Um. So. Oh, real quick before we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know Troy Turner's a Philly? I did. <sighs> First game, two at bats, two hits, run scored, RBI, stolen base. Beautiful. I had wood for like three days. Um, that's how you got sick. Probably. Um, you know else? You know you, you know who else that, has been? You guys had that big pitcher that come up and throw like a hundred. Oh, painter! Oh, oh man, painter! Uh, whew. They'll probably get a finish in dead last, but oh my god, the uh, vibes are high right now. Painter looked great. Nick Nicky Casties fucking hitting homers and laying off laying off uh, pitches in the dirt. 
Watch out. Watch out, baseball. The um, Phillies are coming. So, um, yeah, so I the, the first spring training game, I was at my parents' house over the weekend. Pirates or just the first game the, in general? The Pirates. Okay. And I sit down, and I turn on my dad's TV, and, it, of course, it's to the regional sports channel when it pops on. And, like, somehow – Within five seconds, it was like, or 30 seconds or whatever, it was like the first pitch of the, the first inning of the first game. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, it's I just turned it on. I wasn't looking for this by any stretch, but, you know, let's watch it for a couple minutes. Pitch. Boom. Pitch. Boom. Pitch. Out. Next batter. Pitch. Boom. Pitch. Out. Next batter. Pitch. 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 And I'm like, that half inning took like three minutes. Yep. That was amazing. And like I, it was extremely watchable and I'm like with within 5 minutes I was like, "Oh, I made a mistake. This pitch clock is awesome." I was like, "This is really good." <laughs> and and you know what? It was all the players fault to begin with because they're uh the the, the internet of course the- un- undefeated. They they're showing like Hey, here's an entire inning of baseball versus, you know, what what used to be one pitch, and it yeah. would be it would be one pitch, ver, you know, side by side. You know, we talked about this, Drew. We said how fun would it be to get an old game and put it side by side with a new game, and and see like how, what the difference is between a two hour and twenty minute game and a three hour and twenty minute game, yep. and that's basically what the internet did in the first week, the first four games of spring training like yeah the best here's a whole inning versus one pitch without a pitch clock the best was uh i forget the teams and who was involved but our buddy teddy sent us this this tweet where it showed a guy inside the park home run yeah he they they had on yeah it was on loop a guy who hit an inside the park home run i think he i think he went through it like six seven seven times before the first a a first pitch was thrown one pitch one pitch in a different game it was one pitch thrown and it was on loop seven straight inside the park homers for one pitch which is which is nuts um now and and then uh it was one, it was a spring training inning. I saw another one side by side, a whole inning versus one pitch last year. And then I saw today another one where Carlos Correa like forgot that like, oh, I can't like get out and walk. He he like gets out of the box and he's walking all around, staring up in the sky. Fixing and all of a sudden, blo- he, fi- unnecessarily fixing bat- batting gloves. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's like, oh crap! He like jumps back in the box and like gets ready, and here comes the pitch. And I was just like, yes, get your ass back in the box. Yeah. So I was wrong on that one. So I was I'm happy that like I might actually watch baseball because I could I, I could in a yeah, time the where biggest... it used to be like one inning, I could probably watch like five innings now. Yeah, the biggest I think the biggest uh complaint about it is the one game that in the bottom of the ninth it ended because the bases were loaded and a pitcher went over the twenty seconds and that's an automatic walk or whatever it is. So the game ended that way. I think the the batter or what it was didn't didn't set up in time. Oh, so he so, struck out yeah, with the so bases loaded. The base oh, loaded. that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah. All right, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Um, I I really like it. I I don't really like seeing it. I wish I don't know how that's gonna work with the season. Like 
the fact, I don't know if everyone's done this, but the Phillies on the Phillies on our local Comcast, like after it gets, once it gets down to five seconds, they actually put the clock on the TV. Um, I just, I don't, I don't need, I don't for, need that. For the Buckos, <clears throat> the clock was behind like the, in like the backstop. Okay. And so they, they just actually zoomed out like a little bit on the pitcher and the batter. So you could see the clock like in the background. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't need to necessarily see it, um, but I like it. I think it's it's very watchable. Um, again, I was able to take the the games have been on like around noon, so you know while I'm taking a quick lunch break, you, usually you'd get to see maybe a half, you know, maybe a half an inning, maybe a little bit more. But like you know, in a thirty minute lunch break, I'm seeing like three innings now. Um, so I really like that. I wish it was just five seconds longer. Because I, I was, do. I was gonna say, I, I, it does feel like they're straight up rushing the players, and I, I, I could see them lengthening it a tad. Yeah. That being said, I, I, I think it's, if if it's gonna be like this in, in the regular season, I'm all for it. I, I rush. Yeah. Rush I, their asses up. I don't want to, and, and I don't really care about the regular season, but there is something about some of the tension in the postseason with some of the at bats, like. To the example where it takes seven inside the home park home runs to get one pitch off because the pitcher is constantly asking for to change the ball, the batter's going out just to like tighten his batting gloves like that. Like you just put them on. Like now you got to tighten them again. Like a lot of that nonsense. I just I don't want to take all of that out of the game. So like having an extra like five seconds on the pitch count, maybe ten. Like I think the game would still move, and but like you'd still have some of that. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it goes. I'll, again, I'll when we when we get to the regular season, we'll be able to see a little bit more. But you know, I, again, so far, I think it's a no. I think it's a no brainer. And again, this is just because players over the over the years have just developed these ridiculous habits where they're just yeah. you know taking forever to do shit, and so that they're just re- they're just re- uh, you know the, regulating. The pitcher that gets hab- the ball back. back. He's yeah, like that nonsense. Cir- like, give me another ball. The mound, like, like he's just like walking around the mound. Rubbing yeah. it down. I don't. Want, I don't like this one. Throws it back. Gets another one. Walks around the mound again. Yeah. Gets up. Ste- steps off. Looks the guy back to second base. Gets back on the rubber. It's just like, oh god. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Like a lot of that nonsense. We just we don't need. Um, I do wonder how like if if and maybe there's a rule to this. I don't know. But like the like base stealing. Like they. I feel like they're gonna be able to time the clock. But um, I I have it. I I want to see how that plays out. Yeah. What was the other? Um, I I also like the uh, and I haven't seen it yet, but multiple times I do like that you can only throw over the first twice to keep a guy on the base. Yeah. Again. Like, do we really like? Do we like? Do you really need to do it five times? Well, again, but for base, once you know you've got him throw over twice, like, oh, like he, he's not allowed to throw over now, so I'm gonna get a huge lead. Like, I, like how does how does that play out? Like. Yeah, it's true. If you're a base dealer, you'd be like, "Oh shit, he, he's not allowed to throw it over now." I'm gonna just get it. Like, I, I don't, I don't. What's the rule? I don't know what the rule is. So I guess we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention on Major League Baseball was uh, shout out to a friend of the pod, Joe Block, um, the uh, Pirates announcer. The Pirates had uh, a. Like the Pirates and the Orioles played a bottom of the ninth inning that the game was already over, and the Orioles manager was like, "Yeah, I want to get my pitcher like half, you know, the, his his innings." And they were, and the Pirates were like, "Oh, that's cool." And the umpires were like, 
nope, we're out, like wiping our hands of this. And so the players just called balls and strikes on themselves and mm. like just finished the, the bottom of the ninth, even though the game was over. And the, the broadcast stayed with it, and the Pirates announcers, you know, Joe Block, he was cracking me up. He was like, <laughs> and the half inning that doesn't count in the game that doesn't count, he's like, <laughs> I thought that was a good line. And then it's funny. There, was, there was a pop fly to left, and he was like, there are no rules. Catch it, don't catch it, who cares? Doesn't matter. But uh, I, I, it was just, it was cool to see. The, it was, it was, uh, very old timey like all the clocks were off all the scoreboards were off you know the there was no umpire like shouting balls and strikes it was just the players out there it was just it's like sandlot bruh it was cool nice I like it good anyway, stuff that was fun um funsies all right a couple other quick things to round out beer one a couple quickies um there's a guy for uh let me get the name of the school right. Detroit Mercy. Is that his name? Is that the school? Detroit Mercy. Detroit Mercy's Antoine Davis, whose dad's the coach. 25 or 26 points. 25 points of tying, 26 points shy of breaking Pistol Pete's all-time NCAA scoring record. Um, that being said, he's averaging like 25 points a game. And the, they just let him, like, chuck up all the shots. Um, I don't know what his shooting percentage is or anything, but he's played, like, 40 more games than Pistol Pete. Okay. It's, and it's something like 3,600 points for NCAA Division I. Um, and, again, Pistol, he's averaging, like, 25. Pistol Pete averaged 44. And there was no shot clock and no three-point line. So... <laughs> I mean, so, so, so basically this guy's... This guy's gonna be better because he's gonna end up scoring more points, right? That's the logic. That's that's how people with with cumulative stats think. Yeah. Doesn't that's matter what you average per game. Or how many more games you play and shit like how that. How many more that's, games that's, you play? Yeah. Yeah, that's how that works. Gotcha. Makes um, sense. Looking at you, LeBron fans. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, no, Grant. I mean, granted, it's a heck of an achievement. Like nobody. That's not like. It's not easy to score 3,600 points in Division One college basketball. Sure. Um, but that's just – it's uh, – you know, anytime I get a chance to bring up my, my, my main man, Pistol Pete, I'm going to do it. I love that guy. Pistol Pete – I'm looking at the four DVDs right now. Pistol Pete, homework, basketball. Love it. Great tutorial. Um. Okay. Other than that, you know what time it is. Everybody's, Everybody's favorite minute in podcasting. Rev your engines, folks. The NASCAR pit stop. Start it out, friends. It's all pretend. Yeah, yeah. Since you've been gone. And three, two, one. Start your engine. Last week, Auto Club Speedway, California, Kyle Busch picked up his first win of the season, his first win for his new team, Richard Childress Racing, and the Two Beers Podcast picked up our first win of the season. Boom. 10 to 1, plus 7 net on the day, plus 3 on the season. Woo, let's stay in the black. And stay in the black is a very relevant phrase for this week because this week we're headed to, Drew, say it with me, 
Vegas, baby. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Vegas. 1.5 mile oval, normal banking tw at 20 degrees, more of a cookie cutter speedway. This week, our peaks are our picks are Kyle Busch again, the favorite at plus 600, trying to go back to back. Kyle Larson plus 700, Truex Jr. plus 1200, trying to get off the Schneid after no wins last year. And Pod favorite Brad Keselowski plus 5000, trying to win at Vegas for the third time in his career. Uh, he had speed at Daytona. That banking, maybe this banking will help him. He didn't win a race last year either, so that's why he's plus five thousand. Let's go. Love that. That'd be it. 51, 50 to one would be nice. That that would that would put us way in the black on the season. So, Vegas baby. That's the line from, from Swingers, right? Yeah, Vegas. Vegas baby. They're just driving out on the highway. Vegas, Vegas baby. Yeah, it's like my 12th favorite line from that movie, but, yeah, it's from that movie. <laughs> What's your first favorite line? Uh, I love you're, her, Vaughn. You're so money. <laughs> that, actually, that's... You're so that's money up. you don't even know it. Yeah, that's way up there. Uh, I just I love when uh, Favreau's going to go uh, approach his chick in the bar and, and ask for a number, and, and Vince Vaughn... I forget what his name is in the movie. It's, it's been so long since I've actually watched all the way through. He goes to him, listen, man, I don't want you to be the guy in the PG-13 movie that everyone's really hoping makes it happen. I want you to be like that guy in the rated R movie. The guy you're not too sure about. I want you to be that guy. <laughs> I just, I love, I just absolutely love, oh, oh, he's Trent. Trent's the Vince Vaughn character. Uh, it's just, dude, he's, he, now he, not to overplay that, that line, but he is money and doesn't, and he does know it. He's just so good. Uh, that's, and that's pre, that's probably Vaughn's like breaking out movie, right? Probably. Like Swingers wasn't even like a, a big hit at the theaters. I don't think. No, that was more of like a DVD star. Yeah, the 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 sequel that wasn't a sequel for that was Dog Shit with Puff Daddy, but. Um. Never even knew that. I forget what it's called. I don't even know if it's an actual. I don't even know if they're the same characters, but like, they always make it seem like that was supposed to be like a sequel, but like it wasn't a real sequel. I forgot, God, I forget the name of the. But yeah, Swingers is so. Uh, Ah oh, man, it's so good. I might watch that tonight before I go to bed. Depending on when we wrap things up here tonight. Um. Okay. I mean, we're probably gonna go two hours in the next session, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. At that point, I guess all we have left is the parlay for beer one, right? Uh, I guess. I guess we're doing that still. Maybe I should pick it. Just yeah, yeah. I guess. Go ahead. Denver, 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 Denver's the best team in the league. Memphis coming off of a tough, a tough game in Philly, uh, and it's just reeling the last three, four weeks. And they they beat Denver by thirty fucking points. Like, are you kidding me? Not not great. <laughs> not great. So go ahead, you you go ahead and do it. Okay, um, I'm gonna go to of course my Saturday uh, hockey. And I'm going to stick to my guns here. I've, I've waffled on this a couple times. I'm going to stick to my guns. Uh, we are going with the over in the Edmonton and the Winnipeg game. As I said, Edmonton scores so many goals in Winnipeg. Um, they're, I'm sorry, they, they give up a ton of goals. Winnipeg's a good team. Um, and that's the second night of a back, a true back-to-back, -back, you know, home Edmonton, home Winnipeg. So we're going to get the, the backup goalies on the second night. Now, maybe the players are tired, so maybe that bites me in the butt. But I'm going to go with it. Over, that's 7 o'clock Eastern, uh, Edmonton and, and, and the Winnipeg Jets. Bites you in the caboose. 
Yeah, it, it really might, but we're going to go with it. Um, uh, You know what we forgot to talk about? No, what did we forget to talk about? The Bucks have won 16 straight games. That's pretty ridiculous. That's okay, though. Next week. So you want to talk? I, I, no. I don't... no. No, no, no. Okay. Um, it's too late. We're gone. We've come too far. We've gone too far. Other than that, um, let's go with the over in the. Uh, no, I don't want to go over. Let's let's go the. Uh, yeah, uh, let's say over in the Penguins at six o'clock. Penguins Panthers. Groovy. Over in the Edmonton game and over in the Penguins game, both on Saturday. Try and get us off the damn schneid. Good lord. It's bad. Real bad. Alright, before we get to beer two, any shout outs to him? You already gave your Kendrick Parkins one. That was my that was my only one for the week. Uh did we have any memes that jumped out at us? This I didn't have a meme. I don't know if you uh recall any that we've shared during the week. Uh I feel like uh Tori gave us some good ones during the week, which I can't necessarily remember. Can't get your uh, can't get your paws on. Yeah, the 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 one he he sent us today that that I'll uh, that I'll come back is and I've seen it around. It's uh for John Morant they've they've uh, basically they said Jaw Wick like a John Wick. Yeah. They show him holding a gun, pointing it. Ha 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 ha. Okay. The best ones. Um, and we talked. I think we talked about this. This might have been last week or two weeks ago. Everybody's just crushing the Joel. Uh, from the Last of Us memes with him, him. Yeah, that, uh, those have been good. Yeah. yeah, him looking normal, and then the the him like looking just like completely exasperated. I saw like, another leaning, good one. Leaning on the pill. Yeah, I, I I saw another good one. I forget what it was though, and I was like, ah, I don't want to use this two in a row. Yeah, it, it people are people are killing it though. Yes, agreed. Um, man, Dame scored seventy one. Forgot about that. God, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta start, true. We gotta start caring about the NBA again. Well, go ahead. That's on you, man. I don't. I don't. I know you're done with it. I know that's on me. I'm done. I'm it's done. On me. Those damn, the damn league. That is on me. A- glorified AAU ball. The uh, yeah, Dame scored seventy-one. How about that? Pretty wild. In regulation. His last year with Portland before he goes to the Knicks. Let's make it happen. My prediction will be right. You know what? We should make happen. Beer Tori, number two. Tori, yeah, I say Tori will get his wish of having a, uh, you know. Basically, four hundred million dollars wrapped up in uh, two 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 guards under six foot two. <laughs> can't wait! I just can't wait. It's gonna be delicious. Oh man! Six six two, hundred and ninety pounds. So can actually, Brad Brunson's got some thick. He's 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 thick. You're thick. Beer two, beer oh, man. I am. All right. Assume positions for the world famous two brew salute. Beer number two. Three, two, one. <laughs> That was my fake sip of my tea. Um, just got another Coors Light. Um, all right, Drew, give it to us. Creed three. Oh, the, the pageantry, my. the costumes. Um, How was it? It was awesome. So, <laughs> so I think I met. I, I think I mentioned on the pod. I uh, they did a an early red carpet screening at select AMC 
theaters where they you, basically you did, did a, mention. And my sister laughed at you, and I was like, "Why would you? Why would you laugh?" She's like, "I just didn't think that like the third installment of a spinoff of a movie series where they already did five movies that they'd have an early screening for." And I was like, "Why people? There's been like ton it? of yeah. There's been ton of early early screen. They have early screenings for tons for like of stuff. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what's it's yeah like they had early screenings for Ant Man. It's just a thing. Um, but the lot the L A premiere, which obviously nobody cared to try to get me a ticket to. Because nobody cares about me. Um, it only happened like a week after my birthday. Uh, the LA premiere was Monday, so they did. And I, I did the same thing for the Rocky vs. Drago director's cut of Rocky Four. Um, they did like a live a live feed in of like the red carpet, interviewed Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, Tessa Thompson, like Ryan Coogler, the main people involved with the film. Um, so that was like on stream, whatever, however they streamed it in. So that was like thirty five minutes with some behind the scenes stuff. Um, and it was in IMAX. I I can't even remember the last maybe maybe the Dark Knight I saw was the last movie I saw in IMAX. It's been a while. Wow. Um and then they showed they showed the movie. Um it was Michael, so it's the third installment of Creed. Michael B. Jordan reprises the role, and this is he's direct he actually directs this one. So it's his directorial debut. Uh Ryan Coogler, who was the director of the first movie and you know, really got, you know, really, really, he's the guy who sold this whole thing to Sylvester Stallone. Um, this whole concept of Creed and everything is Coogler, um, who's just an awesome director. You know, he uh, he's from Oakland. Him and his dad, like, they always, before sporting at uh, sport games, you know, his dad would always, like, show him Rocky. I think Rocky too. And so, like, it was just it was a really important movie for, you know, that meant something to him and his father. So he, he wanted to do this whole creed creed part of the franchise uh he produced he helped, he produced the movie um and worked with michael b um in the directing of it uh i gotta say it was it was really good um comparing the comparing the movies it, a lot of people are saying this is the best of the trilogy it's not um nothing can tie you've seen you've seen one and two right yes i i've seen one and two yeah, I, like, sorry, I was on mute there. I no, you're fine. Yeah, nothing, nothing will ever, nothing can top one because like one was just so fresh and just so unexpected, and just and I think a lot of people were like another Rocky movie, and then it ended up being just awesome that it was yes. just tremendous. Uh, I mean, I think the thing was nominated for Academy Awards for God's sakes. What was um, what was the plot of two? Oh, that was against uh, Apollo's Drago's Drago's kid. I mean, yeah, uh, Drago's kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so it wasn't as good as one. But I thought it an was inter- an interesting take, but yeah, not as good as they that. had a good idea. But like all Hollywood stuff, I felt like they rushed the movie to capitalize on the success of the first one. Um, and Coogler wasn't involved in it because um, he was doing Black Panther, which I thought, yeah. And, and Steve Capel, he did a he, he did a good job. But I mean, I I didn't I just thought I just thought two would just two had a lot of holes in it that didn't make sense to me. Um, it, it, it wasn't as tight, and it wasn't as. It wasn't as dramatic. Yeah, as, and it was just like you know he, uh, you know he he wins his first world title after you know a couple. I think I think the premise was he had like six fights after the 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 fight with Conlon at the end of one, and he wins the heavyweight title. And literally like the next day, he's questioning whether or not he he uh, he earned and deserved the world title. Like, it's like what? It's like, it makes no sense. Like it's you know it, they they tried to like merge Rocky three with Rocky four. 
And, like, it just didn't make sense with what they did. But the concept of Drago's kid made sense, just how they went about doing it. Yeah. Like, it just, it was a lot left to be desired. But it had, the fight scenes were cool. The training montages were really good in the movie. So, yeah, like, it, I'll, it didn't suck. It just wasn't. Yeah, exactly. It just, it, to me, it was nowhere near the first one. I feel like the, the story in this one was very good. It was much more character-focused, just like the first one was. Um, just not as good as the first one. Uh I joked, I joked last week, and I don't want to give a ton. I, I don't want to spoil it since it hasn't come out yet, so I'm not going to get into like crazy specifics about everything like we typically would do with a review. Once you see it, we'll do like a, we'll, we'll do a more of a, we'll do our like tuber rating. But um, I joked about how Jonathan Majors, who you know, this kid's on a, he's on a rocket ship to the moon, man. Um, he's the perfect, he was the perfect choice for the bad guy. Because I feel like Michael B. Jordan, as much as I love Michael B. Jordan, he's, he's he has not really shown great acting chops in a, in a long time, and all that I think is just the movies he's picked to do. Um, so having Jonathan Majors carry it as his foil, I thought was good. Man, Michael, this 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 was some tremendous acting from Michael B. Jordan in this movie, which also is what I thought nice. lacked in two. Good. No, no, I said nice. nice. Yeah, he was. He and it might have just also been the story because again, it was more character focused. But I thought. I thought his acting in this was excellent. Like it was, he's the last few movies he's been. He's been really stiff. Um, like I don't know. Uh, even like even, the movie, the was, the show on. What yeah, did we yeah, watch on Amazon? Right? Yeah, yeah. The thing in Amazon with the Rainbow Six, whatever yeah, that is. Yep, yep. That's what I was gonna say. Too. Like he's just yeah. real stiff. It was just yeah, like that, I, That's a good way to describe it. Yes. He, yeah. He, he kind of was a little bit stiff in that. Yeah. Yeah, like he was starting to go down the path of. I don't. Know, I always send you those clips of that Zach. Galifianakis like gag show where he interviews the actors and actresses and just like makes fun of them all the time. Oh, the, There's, uh, the, the, the between two the firms between two or... firms. The thing, with, the one with Brad Pitt that always cracks me up. He's like, you ever think of people just get too focused on your on your looks and forget the fact that you're just a shitty actor? Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like Michael B. Jordan was starting to go down that path of just like he's just so handsome and good looking that like you know he's just gonna keep getting roles <laughs> regardless of how he is in them. But man, he was he was really good in this. Um, Majors just is. He really the, is this this generation's like uh, Brad Pitt, isn't he? He's really good, but yeah, again, he's he might be he might be taking a turn. Um, Majors the is. Um, I think people like the critics were calling him like superbly frightening in this, and he and that was spot on. Like he he crushes the character um, of the bad guy in this. So, you know. Acting on my scale, everybody was off the charts. I don't think anybody, I, I like, I don't think anybody was just a bad actor. Even even Jose ben, or David Benavides's uh, <laughs> brother wasn't even yeah, too Jose, terrible. Jose Benavides, yeah. Even he wasn't awful. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a lot of lines in the movie, but like, you know, he kind of he kind of played that shit that shithead role pretty well, uh, which is basically kind of what he is in real life. But that was funny. Um, Typecasting. <laughs> yeah, typecasting. So that was good. So again, and the premise, which I, when I talk about the trailer, is um, you know Adonis. He's he's post. You know, for the majority of the movie, he's post boxing. Uh, you know, he's doing more promoting, running the gym with Duke, and um, one of his childhood friends who had been in jail for eight. So Adonis is already like past. He's already trying to exit his career. Yeah. So the movie. I think the movie. How old, it, how old is he? At, how old is he? I like think he's 35? thirty. I think he's supposed to be like in his yeah in his earlier mid thirties yeah something like that. Um, again, they don't really give you dates. It just says present day. So like, if you're really doing the the time that's passed between one and three, it's been eight years. 
So like I, that that's to me that's kind of flimsy. Like I don't really understand how many fights he's had. Like what's his career been? Like that's okay. kind of a hole for me at the All start right. of the movie. But he the movie starts with his final fight as a professional. He then the majority the rest of the movie looks at him as a promoter. And I don't want to spoil anything because the trailers would tell you this. Um, he's promoting running the business side of boxing, and then the last last chapter of the movie he gets back in the ring. Um, and the, you know, the, 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 the foil in the movie is a childhood friend of his who had been in prison for 18 years comes out, you know, he's, you know, he's resentful of, he was, he was apparently this gold glove, a gold glove champion as a teenager before he, you know, got arrested and had big dreams of becoming this, you know, he was, he was the star between him and Donnie, like Donnie's, you know, Adonis was younger than him. Um, and now coming out of jail, you know, there's reasons why he's resent he resents Adonis a little bit too, but he wants now he wants to get he wants to make up for his lost time and get the shot that he always thought he deserved and become world champion. Um Question. and that's that's what made and Ma- Majors plays the character perfectly. Again, I after watching I think I, I and I I think we both loved him in the Western with Idris Alba. Um yeah. I forget what it's the harder they fall. Dude, he's. I, I, I'm gonna go back and watch that sappy. Like, I, maybe, I, maybe it's not like sappy, but the country love, whatever the hell the show is on HBO that he was in. I'm gonna go back and watch that because um, I love this guy. I have a question. Um, go. So, did from the preview or whatever it's called the uh, the trailer, it kind of seemed like they they made it out to be that like Donnie and and uh, this guy were. Uh, what's his name in the movie? Uh, Dame. Dame, Dame Anderson. Yeah. Diamond Dame Anderson. That they uh, that they kind of roll together in the hood is is that the problem? They they were they were in a, so they here's were. My, here's my question. Yeah, God. Because didn't and um, I'm you know my memory of all the Rocky movies isn't great, but didn't the Creeds have like money? And, yeah. Like, so and is it is it more of just like hey? We were both in boxing together. We both got caught like in a bad situation, but because you had money and you had your dad was famous, you got out of it. But That's, I, I was just a guy from the hood, so I got in trouble. That was my guess from the when we did when we reviewed the trailer. That was my guess of what was going to happen. Because I I couldn't tell if if there was like a class like like a like a you know wealthy no. wealthy versus poor aspect to it, or if it was just. Like hey, like you, like you skated by on these charges, and I didn't. No, so they were the premise is they were in before in 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 Creed one when you first the movie starts out with Adonis in, in juvie, right, and then Apollo's wife goes to get him and to bring him home to live with her. Um, before it's 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 implied that before he was in juvie, he was in a group home. So the premise of this is those two guys were in a group home together. Uh, why was Adonis's kid in a group home? Uh, no, Adonis was in a group. Apollo, I mean, no, because Apollo, Apollo yeah. just had Apollo had an affair with the, with a woman, and then he died before Adonis was born. So like, no one even knew he existed. I don't, I don't even know how the wife found out about him. They don't really, they don't okay. tell you that in the first creed. I, for, I forgot about that from the first. Yeah, so and then his mom, his mom so dies, Apollo's, and then he Apollo's wife 
that Donnie is not Donnie's mother. No, it's not Donnie's yeah. mother. Yeah, because that was like kind of the thing. Like, yeah, that he was the whole thing of Creed okay. One. I want I want people to know I wasn't a mistake. That whole that that awesome scene with Rocky in the in the end fight. Um, uh, I totally forgot about that. Okay, you gotta rewatch Creed. Go rewatch Creed One immediately. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so there, so him and Dame. So because his mother, when his mother, when his actual mother died, he was in a group home and then Juvie. Him and Dame. This is this him and this Dame kid were in the group home together and. Yeah. Dame Dame's a few years older, so he aged out, and then when Adonis Adonis gets out and then is living with um, Apollo's wife, he reconnects with Dame because it's all in the same like they're all in California together. Um, and then when they get when they get caught by the cops, it's got it's not a class thing. Basically, they both made a run for it, and one got caught and one didn't. Gotcha. That's just okay. that's kind of what happened. Um, but why the incident happened is what builds up some of the guilt between the two guys and the resentment. Um, gotcha. And, and I don't want to spoil, I don't want to spoil too much, but that, a lot of that you can gauge from the trailer. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you so, spoiled anything too. Spoiled yeah. Anything so too again, acting really good. I thought the story was good. Um, the fight sequences, I, I don't watch anime, but there's been a big deal made about how Michael B is a big anime nerd and his inspiration for some of the fight scenes was based off anime fights. I have no idea what that means. Um, the fight scenes were again. I Creed One was probably Is Pokemon the, anime. I have no idea. Pokemon. For the, for the longest time, I thought anime was just porn, like anime porn. I didn't even realize that was like a, a thing kids watch. Like I had no idea. Um, I had no clue, dude. I just thought it was this weird thing that people needed because they were tired of regular porn, like Quagmire. Um, so the fights, the fights, they do a lot more like slow mo stuff with the fights and like watching shots like when someone gets hit in like a liver shot like watching like you know you know those you know that remember remember when um wilder caught fury with that shot in the head and you just saw like his entire they slow mode it where you could just see the ripple go down from like his skull to his chest they do a lot of that stuff in there uh which was cool um again i i thought i thought coogler nobody did the boxing scenes like coogler coogler in the first the first creed but these were these were interesting it was interesting how we did it and again seeing it in imax was awesome i just i haven't seen an imax film in years so seeing the huge box and i i had, I had middle seat in the first row of the balcony it was awesome sheldon the proof you got in early and did the whole map map <laughs> yeah um so the fight scenes were really good uh the only so my the only things that i would say I that not that I didn't like, but some of the things that they could have done a little bit more with. Number one, which I think most people, a lot of people will say, like it didn't take away from the movie, but you can notice it. I would have got Stallone in here somehow. Like I don't know what this backstory is. Like I apparently Stallone doesn't own the rights to Rocky, and he's like he's been at he's had some like issues with like the people that own the oh, franchise yeah, right, now. Yeah. I, I don't know the backstory about it to be honest with you, and I didn't I didn't really have time to look it up. But I don't. I don't know. I think a part of it has to do with they want. You know, they wanted to take Creed. They wanted Creed to be out of the Rocky that Rocky shadow, like whatever that means. Um, so I get it, like him not being the trainer or being retired. But there's two scenes in the movie where it just makes no sense that Rocky wouldn't be there unless he's dead. It just doesn't make any sense. It's just like, well, like this 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 huge thing happens. Like why would and especially because Rocky has you know, his relationship with Apollo. It's like, why would Rocky not be here? And then in the last fight, it made no sense to me. It's like, really could like, could you not just had Stallone just like, like sitting, sitting in sitting ringside and just give him, you know, 
give him a hug, like a hug of support, and then he goes in the ring and you never yeah. see him again. Yeah. Like, may, and maybe it's maybe it's really just this big rift between Stallone and who owns the rights now. Maybe it was them just wanting it not to have Rocky looming over. But even like I, I have to go back and see it a second time. Well, I'll probably see it five times, but. I don't even think the pictures he had in his like little basement, like his little like you know, you know, shrine to himself, which every athlete has. I don't even know if he had pic- like pictures with him and Rocky, which is like, and that's that's to me that's that's kind of dumb because like Rocky's a big part of like how he became who he is. Right. Like, yeah. so that I I just that I thought, I just and maybe there was the reason again the Stallone thing with with whoever owns it, but I I just thought that was. It was noticeable to me, and I just thought it. I just didn't think it, it just doesn't make sense. Like to me, like I, I'm, I, when I watch Creed, I'm not expecting Creed to be freaking Casablanca, like you know, Shawshank Redemption. But I, if it doesn't make sense, things bother me. So that annoyed me a little bit. Um, I would have had. I, I think they should have. They should have had a couple. There were three fight scenes in the movie, like three like legit fights in the movie. The first one that starts the movie, I thought should have been longer. I thought they should have had clip. Obviously, Adonis fights Dame. That's the big fight at the end of the movie. I, again, this is in the trailer. This isn't a secret. Um, Dame Dame wins a big. You know, Dame wins a big fight, and you don't really see him box again at all. Like I would have, I would have had in between the second fight and the third fight in the movie. I felt like they should have had some type of, even if it was just forty five seconds. Some type of like Clubber Lang montage from the beginning of Rocky Three, where Dame just like fights like three or four times in between the buildup between Adonis and him to yeah. show that like this guy's a He's monster wrecking machine. Yeah, that, that he just you know maybe he wins it. Maybe it he wins it. Dame Clubber. <coughs> yeah, uh, Dame Time Anderson is what they should have used, but then Dame probably would have uh, gotten uh, Dame Lillard probably would have got some uh, royalties on that. But um, I just would have it would have made the fight with Adonis seem a little bit more like, yeah, like, you know, um, Dame's like this, like, yeah, he was, he was slow playing all the whole time. Like this guy's just a fucking wrecking. He's a wrecking machine and, uh, you know, didn't just get lucky. So I thought they, I thought they missed an opportunity there to just expand on that. A little. And a majors is so good. Like it would, any more screen time we would have had with majors and, and Michael D Michael B would have been, um, would have been awesome. Win. Yeah, it would have been a big win. And I'm forgetting what my third one was. I felt like I had one. Uh, well, oh, and it, oh, I said it already. But like, I, I, I would have liked to understand the timeline a little bit because it makes it seem like I feel like he goes on first take again. This is in the trailer. So Stephen A. Smith is in the movie for like a minute and a half. So Adonis is on first take, and when Stephen A. introduces him, I think he introduces him as twenty-five and one. Which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because if he was twenty five and one, I think he was I think he was sixteen and zero when he fought Conlon at the end of the first one and he lost so he's sixteen and one, and then I think he had five or six fights before the first Drago uh, five or six fights before he wins the title off Andre Ward in the second movie. So are we really saying that this guy already fought like three more fights before he then retired point before he then retired from boxing? So I thought that I I would have liked a better explanation of the timing and then to been a little bit more put a little bit more thought into that. I love how you zapruder the shit out of his record on there and it, it, it's so on brand for us and I love it so uh, much. Dude, and well and another another reason that made me think about it is because and I have to watch it again because I was so just like I was just so focused on the movie because I was really excited about it 
I'm a huge Rocky nerd. So a lot of stuff I didn't pay attention to, but, but I have a pair of like exclusive Nike um, Creed sneakers from the second movie they made. And the sole, the the insoles um, are like designed with a bunch of stuff from the movie, like his Mustang and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure the record, like the record says like 22 and one or something. And it's like, so wait, he only, he only fought like three fights because he fights Drago twice in the second movie. And he fights, you know, the first fight of this movie is is um, Conlon Creed 2. So it's like, did he already fight two of our guys and then he retired? Like, is that what happened? So it just, I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he wouldn't, this guy wouldn't rally off, was, like, and fight was, four or five that, more that times. That was my first thing I said to you. Like, really? Like, he's that That's what I'm saying. Retire. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah, like, that's, I would I, have, I, I, I would have liked for them to have, um, to have thought that through a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and another again, and another for my second point again with the montage stuff. Like Dame does get he does get a a break in the middle of the movie that no in no way shape or form it would ever ha- it, it would ever happen even as crazy as boxing is. And they tried to use like they tried to use like the Rocky Apollo example as to why it happened. Yeah. But like let's not forget like Rocky was like. You know, he actually had fought professionally like thirty-four times, like thirty or forty times before he fought Apollo in the first movie. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's it. But those are, but other than that, again, I thought it was great. Training, the training stuff was awesome. Uh, our man Terrence Crawford has, has he doesn't have a huge role in it, but I mean, he's in there for like two and a half minutes, which is way more than I thought he was going to be in it. I thought he was going to have like a five-second cameo, like Canelo did in the movie. Yeah. Um, right. So that was pretty cool. Um, there were a couple surprises that I was like, oh, this guy's, this guy's got like kind of a, a decent sized role in this movie. Um, I won't spoil that cause that was kind of funsies, funsies for me. Um, and the, the only thumbs down, which is funny for you. So I did say, I did think it was what they had. So the, the second fight was a Showtime fight. So they did like the Showtime all access montage. Like they've done in all, all the, all the movies so far, like they did 24 seven, in the first two. Um, and DAZN is um, sponsoring the final fight. So, because they tried to keep it true to the broadcasts. Okay. So, you could probably guess who was broadcasting and commentating the third fight. Mannix? Oh, Christ. <laughs> Chris fucking Mannix. <laughs> My only <laughs> thumbs down for the movie is Chris Mannix is doing the goddamn call play-by-play. Oh, man, that's funny. Oh man, like they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't have made it a, a top rank ESPN Plus exclusive and got Kellerman back on there for the third time. Kellerman, yeah, or or how about Kenobio, man? Get Kenobio. That would have been funny. Right? That would have been pretty Al- funny. Al-Giri. Get Sean Porter. They could have Porter do it. Yeah, Porter way. Of all oh, the man. people to do it, God, they had fucking Chris Manning. I was like, oh my god, because I and I I, I I didn't even put two and two together when I saw Manix on the red carpet. Because I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, whatever. Like, I guess the zone just because they did, uh, he, you know, he's probably just there because he does the boxing podcast. And then when I saw him in the movie, I'm like, oh, this guy, you got to be fucking kidding me. So it was pretty interesting. I, I think you'll like You should go see it in the next couple of weeks um, when you get some time. I think you'll like it. I think you'll laugh at the final fight. There's like a two-minute sequence that I actually okay. thought was pretty interesting that I think you'll just laugh at and be like, okay, what are we doing? But All right. overall... Two very big. I'd probably on my first watch, I'd probably give it a seven out of ten. Okay. At a, if I'm if I'm ranking well, it at a at a ten stars, are, like, are you are you happy with the seven out of ten? 
Yeah. Oh, very. Were, yeah. Were you, I mean, say, were you were you hoping for like nine out of ten? Um, and uh, I I didn't think you could do because again, like the, these 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 movies are very formulated formulaic, and they have to be. Like you kind of know how you like you know you know how it's ending. So it's like the first one is why like the first one I'd give a ten out of ten because I had no idea what was gonna happen the first one because again it was fresh like. Was he gonna win? Was he gonna lose? Like, what's what's happening with these guys? Like, what's going on with Rocky? Um, but yeah, I think seven out of ten is is very solid. And again, I'm I'm judging it from like the movie, like the actual movie itself, not just like oh man, like Rocky. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why I don't like when I look at Rocky Four and I say that's actually a really shitty movie. It's just a music video montage. Like I'll rewatch Rocky Four more than more than you know, 80% of the movies in the, the franchise, but it, it's not a very good movie. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, very, I'm happy Ford? with it. Like, at, like when you, if you're talking about like a movie, like critics with movies and like, is this like a good film that could actually be nominated for something? Rocky four is terrible. It's just, it's just, it's just 45 minutes of music video montages, but it's, it's enjoyable as hell to watch because of that. But it's like not really a good movie. Okay. Like Rocky Four is not as good as one, two, or three. Yet most people would say Rocky Four is their favorite. And I'm just like, yeah, that's okay, cool. Like it's fun to watch, but like if you're like looking at it from a cinematic movie perspective, like it's not a good film. It's, I, I like the director's cut better. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. So, but yeah, that was really good. And I, I mean, I I can't that, say that's that a hot take. We're gonna have to revisit. Oh, we can. I'll I'll go all day, every day. Maybe when you go and see the movie, maybe we'll do a. Uh, We'll do a Rocky. We'll we'll rank the Rockies and re-rank and them. I know we've already ranked them, but we, yeah, we could do and it we'll again. we'll go we'll go through them. Um, I, a couple more things. Um, I mean Tessa Thompson, like Roll Tide, my God. Um, she's she's really good in it again, and it was funny. The daughter, and, the, and again, this is kind of the timing. His daughter looked like she was like seven or eight years old, and like if it's if only three years have passed, like she'd only be three years old. Um, but they, she they pulled a Judith on The Walking Dead. Yeah, kind of. Um, so she does. Um, she is hearing impaired because that's she was born at the end of uh, towards the end of Creed two when she was born. The baby was you know had the um, was born hearing impaired because that was the whole thing with the wife because Tessa because Tessa Thompson's you know losing her hearing. Um, and so the actress, it was similar to what they did on The Walking Dead. The the young actress is she actually is deaf, um, gotcha. and she was really good. I thought she was she was like again. She's just signing the entire time, but I thought she was like really good in the in the movie too. Cool. So shout out, shout out to everybody. I can't, I can't even think of, can't think of anybody who didn't like acting wise like that like wasn't good. I mean, outside of Mannix, obviously, but awesome. Yeah, man, I was pumped, super pumped. <laughs> so I probably went longer than you would have liked on that, but I no. was. It was, it was awesome. Good. I I think you should take all the time you want. On no, it. no, I was disappointed. There was no class, and maybe because it was early, and maybe it's it'll be it'll be here next time. But I was disappointed, and I but I did not burn down the movie theater because there was no collector's cup or popcorn bucket for Creed. But they did give away free movie posters, not big ones like you know like the real movie posters, but you know solid like I don't know eighteen by the by twenties, like the ones we got for Batman back when. Uh yeah, actually, probably that size. Probably that size. So I'm gonna see if I can jam it in my wife's laminator machine, if you know what I mean. I um, I mean, anytime you can jam it in the laminator machine, you gotta go for it. Um, yeah. I uh, I'm staring at my Bane poster right now from from that day. 
Yeah, is that the, yeah? We only got we did. Did we get a poster from every for each movie? Yeah, we did, right? No, there was two posters. There was the Bane poster, which I did not even realize that there was the Batman symbol in the, in the middle of his eyes until my four year, like my son was four or five at the time and pointed it out to me. He's <laughs> like, "Son of a bitch!" This whole time. Um, and then uh, there was the one. It was one poster, but the one poster had the all three movie posters on it. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, um, that's somewhere yeah. in my house. Yeah, I don't have. I had that one framed, but I bought a cheap frame, and the frame collapsed. So I have that one folded up somewhere. Gotcha, gotcha. Um. Anyway, awesome. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks for yeah. sharing. We'll have to watch it. Yeah, it was fun. Um, only thing else to touch on, I guess, quickly this week is um, Mando's back. I did not have the music. Uh, I don't think I nailed that, but I don't think you did either. There it is. I think I did uh, Boba Fett. Did you? Ah, so good. Yep, there Mando Chapter 17, which is the start of Season 3, came out today. Uh, so we're recording Wednesday. You'll be able to listen Thursday morning. Uh, we have not – I I have not watched the first episode yet. You haven't either, right? No, I have not. Yeah, so our goal is to watch watch the first two and bring on everyone's favorite Star Wars uh, savant – Casey Shay next week if his bowling career will allow him to do it uh, to talk about the first two episodes and where where the season might go. So tonight we're just going to talk about hopes and dreams for season three here briefly, like what we're what we're expecting and hoping and what we'd like Here's to see. Here's the Boba Fett music. Um, yeah, the oh only man. good thing about that show. God, so good. Um. Oh. Yeah, so hopes and dreams for Mando season three, right? Yeah, it's actually, my, dude, it's been two years since. It's they, crazy. Like it Absolutely feels like it was same. yesterday. Yeah, maybe because like Boba Fett was getting such bad ratings, they like reshot and like CGI'd Mando into uh, into the show. They didn't actually reshoot that, did they? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. How how could they possibly do, do that? I don't in know, a you week? said it so confidently. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like how the, the yeah, like so the yeah, the ratings were bad, so they just like CGI'd and reshot him in the last four episodes. They did it all in four days. Yeah. Um. Now uh, I'll I'll go first because mine's really easy. I I I just I want as much. Uh, I I I want I hope I want this season to be kind of like a an origins backstory, but like in the present day, like. I kind of want to understand more about Mandalore. Like, I don't really, I don't care about a lot of Mandalore stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't really care about the Empire right now. Like, I've gotten plenty of the Empire with like Andor shoved down my throat and um, the Boba Fett. Like, I like, I, I just kind of want to understand more about the Mandalorian way and like what happened to Mandalore that like it got destroyed. The the dark saber. Um, who's the who's the Mandalorian that the actress that you guys like love? What's who is this? Who is this oh, I don't know about you guys, but me. That I mean, you're you and Casey you're, both dig this chick. You're, right? you're stealing my my uh, number one thing. I want to see Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, yeah, Give me exactly. All the Katie Sackhoff, like that whole thing. Like I kind of just want to understand. Like I, I want them to utilize that stuff, and maybe again, maybe Didn't even. Did Ahsoka have the dark saber at at one point? 
Didn't mm-hmm. uh, Casey, uh, see, we're gonna have to get Casey on next week. Well, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. I did. She did. He give it to her? No, he didn't give it to her. He still had it. No, 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 not in this series. I mean, like in the cartoons or whatever. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. Maybe. Um, but you know, and even and some uh, maybe maybe we find out how Grogu escaped the uh, order uh, order sixty six. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, I honestly, I kind of like it. I kind of like the mystery of it a little bit. Like it, like if they're gonna show it, it's got to be really good. Well, in my I, opinion, I feel like they have to show it because I think that's gonna give us the the reason behind why, you know, why like the Empire like wanted him. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they are gonna give it to us, but it's got to be really good because I kind of like the mystery. Bo- I mean, the, it could be anything. I mean, it's it, mystery it could be box. a box. It could be a box. They uh, it could be a boat. They maybe maybe they needed his his blood was the key to make like the six hundred Palpatine clones. Yeah, maybe that's exactly. maybe that's what we have. Um, we have to make seven through nine make sense. <laughs> Let let's capture a baby Yoda and steal the blood, and that's how we made the six hundred clones. Yeah, um, and somehow made the force uh, force uh, powers and memory transfer to all of them at once. It's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you were not a fan of those movies. No, not even a, not even a smidge. Um, but, yeah, I think that's kind of where Pretty I'm Pretty much as soon as they killed Snoke off, that was, <laughs> that's, that was when I was <laughs> that noticed, Yeah, that, it was like, ah, oh, we're going to – this this guy. We're going to find out so much about him. And then he's, boom, cut in half in, like, three seconds and made, made with no – With Dark Maul could, could survive, but not Snoke. Exactly. Uh, Snoke was a pimp. Um <laughs> Anyway, yeah. back to Mando. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's really what I want to um, what I want to see from from the season. Like, I just I just wanted to kind of focus on the Mandalorian, just because I, I feel like I don't know how many seasons they're gonna do. I want to see a time jump. Oh, a time jump. Okay. Actually, I'm kind of making that up, but <laughs> um, what I what is interesting to me is so. Obviously, we don't see Grogu at all in 7 through 9, right? No. Or Mando, for that matter. But Grogu, more importantly. Um, like, what happens to Grogu before 7 through 9? Yeah. Or, like, wait a minute. When is Mando? I always forget. Is it is it between 3 and 4? No. Is it, be- it took place. Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I think the first, the first uh, series... Is supposed to be five years after the fall of the empire. I think that's the premise. So it's, it's between, between seven and nine. so it's between six and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, be- before seven through nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So why don't we see Grogu in those movies? So I don't know if this is the last. I, I I doubt this is the last season. This is like. This is no, oh, no. I they're, I, pr- they're printing gold doubloons in. Uh, yeah, I like. I, I, mean, I, I don't even know if gold doubloons make sense, but you know what I'm saying. I, I just. I, I hope they don't like. I you know as much as you know we we love certain shows and we wish they went on forever. Like I, there is something to be said about like the Breaking Bads and the Sauls that they go six seasons because at the after that after that like you're just kind of story is told. <laughs> yeah, like you're you're just you're just doing filler that has that doesn't make sense and people are getting like tired of it. So like I hope man, I you know I, Mando has been so good. Like I, I hope it goes six seasons, like six maybe it's eight episodes, so like maybe seven. But like we don't need like twelve. Yeah, seasons but if they're going the two two years between seasons, there pro there might only be one more. After yeah, this. Well, that's fair. Also a fair point. 
Like, it's, they're not going to be, like, nine years into the future and be like, Mando season five, a decade later. Like, yeah. Know, well, I, I was, I, you know, who knows if um, – I, well, I don't know what the post-production is, but who knows if, like, The Last of Us had any type of conflict with, like, the shooting and they had to work around that stuff over the last couple of years. So, oh, that was a meme somebody put out. We got Pedro on Sundays and Pedro on Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. Double double Pedro. <laughs> Pedro, Pedro on time. Double, double on Pedro. <laughs> um, yeah, so, again, uh, maybe they start to go down that path of, like, and, again, like, uh, Grogu's 50, so, like, how many years does it take for him to be a full-size Yoda? Like, why don't we see him in 7 through 9? Where, uh, you know, maybe they start they start to hint at where that plot is going a little bit by the end of it, maybe. Um, like you said, all the all the backstory of Mandalore would be great. Um, give me all the Katie Sackhoff. Maybe Oof. they get into a little bit of why, um, like, Mando can't take his helmet off and she can't. And I know Casey has touched on that. I don't think they talked about it on the show, though, right? Have they? Well, I don't think they're. I don't. I don't think her, um, Sasha, ba the former WWE person, is in that like Schroeder. Like they're not. They're not like true Mandalores. Not anymore. Like yeah. Like they're like since when, once Mandalore, Mandalore was destroyed. Like that's you know they they. Yeah, but he can't. He, he, well, that's because he, he's part of the code. Like, he was part of the the code, like the yeah, group they, that that like secret society that still existed underground. Like and, they were, and, they, and were they, they were basically they were basically group or whatever. They were basically mercenaries, is how I took it. And so they no, just play, they well, played. She, by I think she rules. was part of the group that took. Uh, yeah, Kate, well, Kate they is gonna have to set us straight. Yeah, I, well, they were at re one point. Re refresh us and remind us on all this stuff. I forget. Yeah, that's fair. I just I think they were at one point, and then they once once the planet once once they're well, like, yeah, once they once once Mandalore went under, but like they're they're I don't I don't think they were part of the same like sect. like society yeah sect that uh, Mando is like I think I think once once I think they just became mercenaries. They were after. all yeah, but they were all Mandalorians. Yeah, so. but I'm saying they like they don't live by the code. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but they're giving him shit about taking his mask off. So, why are they not are they Katie Sack? Not Katie Sackoff. Yeah, she was. She no, that's no, that was like the head. That was like the head Mandalorian. The head Mandalorian. The, yeah. the one that's always like melting, melting the uh, whatever the hell, the vibranium or whatever it is that they're. They, oh, they're, get out here with the vibranium! It's the it's the Beskar steel. The Beskar, yeah, there it is. Whatever the hell it is. Um. Yeah, like that's that's who's giving him shit about the helmet. I don't think they were. Is it Beskar or Veskar? Is it B I or no, V? Who knows? Um, I'm I, I'm sticking with um, vibranium. I, you're just. I think it is Beskar. Yeah. Just embarrassing myself. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I because I think it was the sect that ran it, and then I think Katie Sackhoff's group. Once Mandalore went into chaos, her group took it over and ran it, and they weren't as they weren't as like dogmatic as the original sect, mm. and that's why I think she was able to take her helmet off. I think they're they're like the religion that like allows allows their priests to get married, basically. Pretty, pretty much. Gotcha. I think that's a great analogy. Gotcha. <laughs> oh my. Um. Yeah. So, 
anyway, I guess that was a lot of rambling. But in some more Grogu, like how does he tie <coughs> into the larger story? Mandalore backstory, kind of set up for how many more seasons we're getting, and uh, all the Katie Sackoff that they can give me. Yeah, I'm all and, about it. And I guess I guess they'll again start to introduce some of the more of the Ahsoka backstory and I guess she's going to get her own show but I don't I, I actually honestly I don't think we're going to see her at all in season, this season you might be right yeah I could see yeah. I, I w- wouldn't surprise me but um I guess that'd be that'd be a bonus yeah I was gonna say um apparently they're going to explain where the former UFC um actress what happened they're gonna they're gonna give they're oh, gonna gina carano yeah like because she they obviously she was me too or whatever she was out of the show not me too she was uh that's total op- <laughs> uh, okay well whatever she did um she, she uh she was uh she's a right winger and that, uh, doesn't, okay. that doesn't play well with the disney crowd so gotcha it was, and i and specifically i think she it, it, there was something about Nazis somewhere in there, and it was gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to give closure on her character and why she's not around. Mm. Gotcha. From what I've seen, they don't they don't want to open leave that door open <laughs> for her to come back ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna get more Apollo Creed though, so love it. Um, you know that 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 that, that would Gus, get me Gus that Frank. would get me. They, they, we get any more Gus Fring? I don't know. But I, I know, I know, I know that uh, Boba Fett would be way more interesting with me if somehow they could find a way to get like Dolph Lundgren in it. Basically, like draw, just get every like Rocky like bad guy in these in these uh, Star Wars spinoffs at some point. Why? I don't get it. Well, I'm just saying, like Apollo Creed's in Mando, and he's awesome, and it's fun, and Boba Fett. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Boba Fett was missing something. Maybe it was the maybe it was the former Rocky villain playing 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 somebody. So get Dolph Lundgren in it, being some guy. He he could he could totally be one of those um like one of the captains of one of like the uh, destroyers in Boba Fett or in Andor right like he he could pull that off pretty easily. I I, I don't know, it's going off the rails. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm confused now. Anywho, Dolph Lundgren, yeah, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, Ivan Drago. Yeah, just bring, I, just what happened to Bill Burr? Just just give me more Bill Burr. Yeah. Was that last season of Mando or the first season? Uh, that was both. He was in one and two, I think. Oh yeah, probably right. I'm trying to think of like a Star Wars like line to use that if he dies, he dies. But I can't. I'm, I'm blanking on something good. So, uh, what's the line when Padme's dying? All of her vitals are stable. She's dying of a broken heart. If heart breaks, then heart breaks. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I was trying to make something cool there. It just didn't work. Uh-huh. Something about the high ground? <laughs> uh, I got nothing. Show's over. Oh, Show's man. over. Is the news Show's shrinking over. out yet? Where, what day is today? Today is Wednesday. So yeah, the got another day comes to out today, right? Got another. Comes nah, Thursday. it comes out tomorrow. Got a, another, tomorrow night. Got to gotta wait one more. It's basically how I run my life now. How many more sleeps until the next shrinking comes out? The, uh, we are, we're, man, we're hitting a crazy pace. It's like Last of Us on Sunday. Um, shrinking uh, on Friday. Last of Us on Sunday. Oak Island on Tuesday, which we got to get you caught up on. 
Wednesday's Mando. Friday shrinking. I don't even. I, I don't even. Oh man, I don't even know when they're gonna. Uh, I guess they're probably timing Lasso to start once shrinking ends. So I wonder if Lasso's Lasso, coming back. I, I wonder. I, I wonder multiple if that's a Friday. people have told me I gotta watch that now, and I'm just like, God bless it. I gotta freaking watch. It's 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 so good, man. It's so good. And it puts you in a good mood. So like when you're sad, if you're sad, like you just put it on and it just makes you laugh and be happy. Mm, I'll be the judge of that. All right, let's wrap this up, bud. All right, man. Well, hey, listen. When we're in our dreams, if 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 when we're sleeping tonight, if we meet each other in our dreams, let's goof around and pretend we don't know each other. I'm down. Love it. Good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd, get you that second round. Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.